0: Record button pressed for the second <laughs> time because I wasn't sure what we were going to do here. Don't and uh, wet button, uh. <laughs> Elma yeah I don't think it's a rabbit season or a duck season right now. It's Christmas season. Well, actually, Christmas yeah, turkey season. Turkey and is, ham, right? Yeah, it's wrestling day. I love wrestling day. Um, I always make. I always say that it's Boxing Day. Not in the United States, we don't really celebrate it, but in Canada and in the United Kingdom where I once lived, they call it Boxing Day. It's the day where you you box up all the stuff that you didn't want that you got for Christmas and bring it back to the
1: store. So you're, you're, you're using a play on words with boxing and wrestling, is that right? Yes. Again, yes. Once again, you get me.
0: <laughs> I don't know well, if anybody I, I'm else does. i from Iowa, so I, I get the wrestling thing. <laughs> I, I'm a wrestling fan. I've never really got into boxing, but and it's actually been a year or so since I really got into wrestling too, but pro wrestling. Oh, yes. That, don't get me started on that again. <laughs> That's not real wrestling. <laughs>
1: Oh, you get thrown around a ring and see how real it is. No, I'm just Joel watches professional wrestling and then it goes over to the nursing home and they go out <laughs> back and have a pinch of snuff and then they go back in and watch it. <laughs> oh uh no thank you. That stuff makes me sick.
0: Not the not the wrestling. But anyway, I've been forgiven of all of that, whether it's watching wrestling or <laughs> Or boxing, you know, people sit there and watch people beat each other up or or the UFC or whatever. You're forgiven. Don't worry. In Christ, it's all forgiven. It's all taken
1: care of. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Now, I know where the legalistic mind wants to go here. Are, are you just saying that people can go out and do whatever they want? And, you know, we we've, we've talked about this a number of times over the years. And eh, here's the bottom line. And this is something we've been talking about recently. As a new creation, as a believer in Christ, as one who is a partaker of the divine nature, gifted with the very righteousness of God and the the very attributes of a holy God, uh, these have been placed in you, with the Holy Spirit living within you. Now, yes, we are living in a fallen world. We do have uh, fleshly things that like to throw themselves at us, right? But it is not within your heart, your new heart, to want to go out and just do every possible wrong thing that you could think of. That's just not who you are. And and so we, we need to get off of this, this idea. And, and I get that it's a transition if you're going from some sort of legalistic doctrine into one that is based on pure grace through faith. I get that. I understand. I, I know it's a big change. It was for me, too. Another story I've shared before, not for a while. When I was first new at this thing, Joel, and I was up at the radio station where you and I worked, like you said, it was about a good quarter of a century ago. Even more than that now, it's a little bit scary. But a friend of ours, a mutual friend now, but at that time he called me up and and I'm doing the DJ thing and back then it was harder than what they have to do today with computers we actually played the music <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we didn't we didn't click a mouse and, and and you're handling the phone you're doing all this stuff and you know your hands are flying all over and anyway I'm talking to this guy while I'm doing all this and we were laughing about something and I remember saying oh god will forgive you sort of half jokingly you know god will forgive you for that And his comment back, because he had already stepped into the grace realm that I had just entered into, uh, and and his comment instantly, I mean, it was like a reflex. He said, he already has. I said, God will forgive you. He already has. And that was uh, a brief revelation for me, like, oh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, because some of the blinders had been removed for me at, at, at that point. And so it was easy for me to receive a comment like that, whereas others may struggle with it right now. I think we were in Colossians chapter 1 at the end of last week. That's where you were. And, and you had mentioned where Paul said, uh, writing to the Colossians, he, he, Jesus, has delivered us from the power of darkness, transferred us or conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins. See, it's not through your confessions that I used to do over and over and over again. It's through the blood of Jesus. A confession of Christ will bring life and righteousness. We receive that, and we receive that forgiveness at the same time. But the forgiveness already occurred. The blood had already been shed, and there's no more blood being shed, which is something we'll get into in later weeks when we get into the book of Hebrews. No more blood being shed. So the forgiveness had already occurred. So there's this thing called forgiveness he has deli- he has delivered us and, and this is this is a big thing let, let me back up a verse or two here because Paul said the same phrase in Ephesians chapter one that we were also in I think last week he says for this reason also we since the day we heard it we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be, filled with the knowledge of his will, the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I used to be a part of a church movement who was always looking to figure out the knowledge of his will. They were always trying to figure out what that was going to be for circumstances in their lives. But what Paul is referring to in context is really the the message of the gospel, because he reveals what the message of his will is by saying that you Gentiles, you're now in Christ. You are in Christ. And th- this is the mystery of his will. You are in Christ. You Gentiles, that's the mystery of the will that had been hidden for ages past. And so I just wanted to slip that in, Joel. But the, the, the thing I also think that we should be focused on here as we continue to have this conversation is that you who are in Christ as a believer, you have been forgiven because of the blood of Jesus and not because of anything that you've done to reduce your sin count or go to church more or, you know, to try to raise your level of morality because God's not impressed with that.
0: Right. And I know a lot of people will read what what you just read. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. And somebody might think, I don't know some of the thoughts that I have some of the some of the things that I sometimes feel drawn to do are pretty dark and I know it even as a believer the flesh has those tendencies but the flesh is not who you are paul even says you are not in the flesh but in the spirit so the flesh is not who you are so sometimes when you have these things this this helped me tremendously this understanding. When I realized this and and understood this, I think somebody taught me this, I can't remember, but so we have been delivered. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. You, who you are in Christ, you are sitting in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are seated with him. He has raised you up together with him. All these things that Paul talked about in Ephesians, they're all true of you. You happen to be living in this body that uh, sometimes— You will be tempted. Some people have different temptations than other people. So you may not feel like you've been delivered from the power of darkness, but you have been delivered from the power of darkness. And if you know that, then you can understand that these thoughts that you have, some of the pulls of the flesh that you might feel, that's not you. That's not who you are. You've been delivered from that. And so you can walk in victory over those things i'm not talking about hundred percent all the time i'm just saying that if you understand this if you understand the truth you know like what you were just saying cap paul is asking that asking the lord that, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding he wants them to understand this truth the truth of what is already true about them the truth of what is already true about you whoever's listening you've been delivered from the power of darkness You've been conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. You have redemption. You've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You have the forgiveness of sins. It's a done deal. See, this thing happened 2,000 years ago. The blood of Jesus was shed. He died on the cross. Your forgiveness, that's when it happened. And you just happened to be born 2,000 years later where you received it but it's all based upon the blood of Jesus Christ and not based upon what we do. So, I mean, this type of thinking has helped me just the understanding that all of this stuff is already done for me. So like when Paul in in Ephesians 4, you know, going back to Ephesians, just jumping back there real quickly, he spends these about 3 chapters, the first 3 chapters telling us all these great things that Christ has done. Then he then he says in chapter 4, after all of that, he says, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Well, a lot of church teachings will forget what was just said or won't focus on what, was, what Paul said in the first three chapters, and they'll just go right to that. So you need to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. And they'll focus on trying to get you to do works, trying to get you to do good and avoid evil. But that's not the spirit of what is being said here. It's based upon you knowing what is already true of you. I therefore beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. See, he's not even talking about—he's certainly not talking about following the works of the law, and he's not even talking about trying to follow any rules or regulations. just talking about being lowly and gentle, patient bearing with one another that type of thing. that's what this grace of God will do that's what knowing who you are in Christ will do it will help you to walk in that manner but that's not you know it's all based upon what Christ has already
1: done for us. Yeah, the mystery of his will no longer a mystery to, to quote what I was saying earlier at the end of Colossians chapter 1 Paul said this for the mystery which has been hidden, So he's following up on what he said earlier in the chapter, right? He's explaining what the mystery was and, and is no longer a mystery. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, before that, it says this, verse 19, Colossians 1, for it pleased the father that in him all the fullness should dwell and by him, Jesus, to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. (laughs) There you go. There it is again. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and blameless, and get this, above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast. Well, what does that mean, continuing in the faith? Continuing in the faith, it simply means to trust in what God did, to trust in what Christ did, instead of trying to contribute something to complete what we think Jesus didn't finish.
0: Yes, amen. And and one of those things that we tend to think that Jesus didn't finish is the whole issue of forgiveness. We, of course, have been talking a lot about forgiveness, but specifically Jesus had said, if you don't forgive others of their sins, God won't forgive you of your sins. But if you do forgive others of their sins, God will forgive your sins. And so we carry this thinking into the new covenant life that we have in Christ. Even though those words were spoken before the cross to people who were under the law, so Maybe that will get your mind thinking a little bit, and we'll talk about that next week right here. Stick with us, Growing in Grace at growingandgrace.org. This has been Growing and Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingandgrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more
1: Growing and Grace.